it's like oh, i just i just watched a youtube video on the ins and outs of ux so yeah. here is what we need to do yeah like <laughs> lecturing the client and yeah 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 Hello and welcome to another episode, very special episode of I Love That Ad, because not only are we joined by my one, my only, Shane W. Brennan, uh, we are also joined by the Head of Media Marketing Performance at Accenture Song, Ger Hayden. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, lads. How are you? Good, good. Good to have you. <laughs> Thanks great for having me. Great, great to have you on the show. And not only are you joining us on the podcast, a long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, but this, this is almost a bit of a reunion of of uh the rising stars alumni i i believe uh Jer. yeah were you so a rising star as well i was yeah yeah i got ah, to get the fuck out the boat yeah it went under the, the radar were you, not a, were you not a rising star? no Shane? no i wasn't oh. a rising star i oh, so it's, it's, i can't write i wasn't rising i was already <laughs> no. up there you know what i mean i didn't start from the bottom and now i'm here i was there <laughs> yeah. you started from the top man they were like rising. he can't rise any further we can't yeah. get to him Completely you were super <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hallowed. It's a hallowed space. This, Jer. It's uh, it's great to great to connect with a fellow fellow rising star. Don't you know, um, Aaron? You got it as well. Oh yeah, oh, he never shuts up yeah. about it. Aaron, really? Show, do you have the trophy in the room, Aaron? The, yeah, you the OG. Do. The you OG. have the trophy in the room. <laughs> yes, he fucking actually, does. Yeah, actually, I don't actually. I don't. I, it's in it's in the cupboard in the home house. That's that's where it's there beside yeah, your whiskey. It's not. It's not Shane. Okay. It definitely is like it just trying to kill. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's it like definitely is. I actually use it as a spoon every night because it was <laughs> those, those old ones with it, the yeah. ladle <laughs> type, uh, the ladle type ones. That must no, be but nice. All, all, all joking aside, Jared, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the yeah, podcast. How, how's life in Accenture Song? It's really good. Big boys, really good. So I'm there probably about two years now. So well, well settled. I think we were, we were saying earlier in, in agency lands, it's kind of like dog years. So it feels like about five probably, but now we've done some, some great work and I've got to see a different side of media and marketing that, that I probably didn't have access to, to in, in previous roles. And that's more around the data and, and, and tech side, the actual setup of, of these campaigns. So mm-hmm. no, it's been brilliant. It really has. Yeah, so so can you can you tell me a bit more about that? So you're as I said at the start, your your title is head of media marketing performance. Yeah. And you obviously have a uh, a long history in, in media agency, traditional media yeah. agency background. So what's what's the, immediately when you went in there, what's the what's the differences that you found straight off between the traditional and the um the bigger side of uh the consultancy firm media? Yeah, side? I think like I mean, Accenture's so well set up to to really help clients as much as uh, like everyone's going to say that but but where it is they've got great heritage in uh data and technology mm-hmm. so they're already working in a huge way with a lot of brands you know with their first party data their crm setups and what's great there is is i've got access already for for the most part you know like i sit on on these teams we we call it media plus here internally where it's it's generally if a client has a problem, we'll set up a team that includes data science and technology as well. Mm-hmm. So whereas when I used to work in on, on on agency side, you know, you might have an SEO specialist, a PPC specialist, a display specialist, but very much in, in digital media, the teams that we work with in Accenture are generally cross capability. So, you know, you get access and a lens that I wouldn't have expertise in. Um, and yeah. so, so that's been incredible. I mean, 
imagine sitting with a data scientist yeah. when you're working performance it, it's okay. kind of everyone's everyone in performance's dream and and you know like i think the the connect there is that accenture already have these people and it's just about that setup so every project is a little bit different in that sense because i could be working with a content team a production team uh, analytics data science anything along those lines so you know it, it's it's more rather than media buying and planning it's more a problem that a client might have like how do we connect our crm data better to how we media buy and because we're not the ones buying we can set it up technically and then push it through and and, and help them strategically too it's different yeah. it's funny you say that because we we had um dylan cotter on uh a while back and he's in he's in deloitte so another one of the big firms yeah and kind of he from the creative side he was saying that kind of echoes what you're saying there mm -hmm. where he, he really loves the fact that you have a load of specialists that if you have a creative concept yeah but you need a data specialist in it or you need a product development specialist you could plug them in straight yeah. away so you're not going fuck who where do we even start you know yeah. without that uh, that that's that that must be unbelievable probably a bit scary too because Terrifying. the world is, yeah. is your I oyster think, yeah i was saying this to, to shane earlier it's kind of like you know you're you're i was somewhat in a bubble in in agencies you know like when we speak about data or we speak about mm -hmm. how we get our insights or, or anything on those lines it's very much in the lens of digital media whereas when we're speaking about data in, in in Accenture, it's a much broader sense. It's it's more the entire customer agenda sort of thing. So it's not just you know data ads website or or whatever it might be. It's it's customer lifetime value and tracking them and and how they interact with the brand through call centers six months later. You know it's it, it's a much broader view, and um, and it probably one of the biggest changes has been not speaking to CMOs or digital you know digital managers you know a, a lot of these a lot of these issues that come up that that we help our clients with come from you know c-suite like it's not necessarily a media or a marketing problem that's the mm -hmm. issue it, it's customer experience or, or digital experience which is just a different lens so mm -hmm. although like the the having the, the the media knowledge has been brilliant and and i mean the 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 breadth of knowledge that you get to learn in agencies is incredible it's just a different lens here. And, and I mean, that's definitely taken a little bit of time to get used to, but hmm. I'm getting there, getting there. I think that's <laughs> that sounds real. Like, I remember we talked to Dylan about this one from Deloitte as well, as Aaron said. It must be so nice because I felt like when we were in media, half the time when your mind would wander and the client would give you a brief and you're like, but maybe they should fix this for the customer. And then See, the media will make more sense. And then you're like trying to go back and be like, do it this way. And they're like, that's a billion dollar change to our yes. company so yeah. it must be so nice to be able to actually partake in those kind of changes at that early execution 100%. stage yeah and i think that that's a great point and I, I actually only had a client last week where we had this issue we were kind of coming in to have a look at like mm -hmm. what how could we improve their performance and the reality of it was it was the website that wasn't working it was a ux issue their conversion rate is too low so i think in in, in a lot of times in in media agency you know like the or when you're working with digital managers you can sometimes fall into the trap of sending spending more money getting people yeah. to a website that's not working 
When the reality of it is, if you increase your conversion rate from 1% to 2%, so if you've got two people to convert out of every 100 rather than one, you're going to double your sales over a period without spending money. So having that view of being able to say, well, hold on, performance here isn't spending more on search or social or digital. Mm -hmm. Performance here is taking a step back, spend less while you fix conversion rate and stopping that leaky bucket. So having everything optimized in that instance, I can pull in a UX specialist from yeah. like, like when we go back to this cross capability, like I'm not the one who can talk about, I can talk about it at a very high level. I mean, I know the outputs of having a conversion rate fixed, but I'm not your, your, your UX guy, you know, and that's the reality. So I just pull one in, you know, well, and it's nice. Yeah. But like uh, then as well, the kind of double sided of that is I used to love winging that shit. <laughs> like oh you like, man you know yeah, like that yeah, bit yeah. of crack it's like oh, i just i just watched a youtube video on the ins and outs of ux so yeah. here is what we need to do <laughs> yeah like lecturing the client and, yeah yeah yeah. like i mean i i, I used to do the same i think everyone did but yeah you we get called to. out quickly when you're not like you know if, if you get brought in with a different team mm. into a different team internally whose job is like, to, to make they're like oh god like <laughs> yeah, i should yeah, probably yeah. bring in the calvary here so no, um, you're like that, I never sent like that, that email. Uh, yeah, no, that was email. I don't even remember what I said last month. Like, what are you talking it's about? Like that Father Ted, uh, the priest, when they're going through the, they're trying to get Father Stack out of the out of the nursing home, and the priest just goes, "I really shouldn't be here." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like those it and those meetings. Like, yeah. nope, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start saying words. You're like, Got yeah, media. Yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, you mentioned there about um kind of a lot of data and, and UX, and I believe that might be a bit of a theme uh, today for it your is. selection. Yeah. So, so what kind today, of ads can we expect? Yeah. So I think um well the 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 theme that I've chosen for today is is use of customer data in ad campaigns. It's obviously <clears throat> it's very close to my heart working in media and marketing performance, but the ads that I pick specifically for today aren't necessarily where most of our, our minds wander when we think about customer data. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times we think we need to use first party data and we need to get into this GDPR or, you know, we need this incredible tech stack to not do it legally. And there's compliance red tape. The reality of it is when we speak about customer data, it doesn't necessarily have to be ours. Mm -hmm. Digital platforms have given us this access to how people use the internet. And oftentimes we can go traditional routes like panels and, you know, interviews, focus groups to get this data and insight we need. When the reality of it is step one can often be using search data. And mm -hmm. one of the things, or, or not one of the things, one of the, the, the really interesting um insights that i've ever gotten is from a book called everyone lies i don't know if you guys have, have read that no it's incredible it's from a guy called uh seth stevens davowitz and i've been banging on about this for, for for years now because it really did change the way i think but basically what he's saying is everyone lies except to google so you tell google more than you tell your partner you tell google more than you tell your doctor you tell google the truth and we as marketers have access to that data in close enough real time. But oftentimes we don't use it. We think of search and PPC is this really lower funnel tactical thing when the reality of it is 
the tool itself can be used to inform all of your messaging or, or, or to get a better understanding of your customers. So when I'm talking about the campaigns today, I purposely not focused on personalization where you need all this technical setup, mm -hmm. compliance, first party data. Anyone can log in for free and get this data tomorrow. And, Amazing. you know, it, it's a great way to start the journey if, if, if there's a brand that's unsure. Class. Um, well, what's the first campaign then? That, so uh, the first campaign is for Specsavers. Okay. Okay. So we have, a, I think we have a short video. We're going to watch that and then you're going to give us a bit of, bit of context behind it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, brilliant. Let's have a look. As we slowly start to get out and about and return to work, a lot of us will need to wear PPE or face masks. And we may be for some time. A lot of you have been asking for advice around how to stop your glasses steaming up and slipping. Well, here are five of our top tips. Tip one, if you can and it's comfortable, pull your mask further up your nose and place your glasses on top of it. Tip two, if that fails, try surgical tape. You'll find it in a chemist or online. It's not the prettiest, but it can be used to hold down the mask over the bridge of your nose. Tip three, stop the mask slipping by knotting the ties to the arms of your glasses. Tip four, try spending some time adjusting the ties on your mask. The tighter the better to stop breath escaping upwards. Tip five, contact lenses steam free and comfortable especially if you're wearing ppe if you've never tried them our in-store team are around to guide you through the process step by step we'll even give you some free ones to see how you get on that is our uh, first tips video we've ever had as a as a chosen ad on i love that ad it gives me ptsd yeah it does yeah, i have to say it brings you right back and like, yeah gross gross yeah. gross thanks for that Jerry. yeah, yeah. thanks well, thanks I'm for gonna, making I'm gonna curl up that, in, that, in a corner and yeah you almost like peered up a little there <laughs> yeah. um i think that that's what made it incredible right because we were all in that place mm -hmm. at that time i think it was 2020 when when spec savers came out of with, with the campaign and essentially if you if you can go back a little bit further without brian um <laughs> it, it was you know like it was it was fake news it was people terrified it was people stuck in their houses and you know you're searching you're looking for um you're looking for real information looking for information on small things about how your life has changed internally and i think in the video it showed specifically how to stop your glasses fogging up it's a real question people were asking with yeah, with ppe yeah. wearing ppe there was more uh, around like people's eyes getting bloodshot because you're on your screen all of the time at home and mm -hmm. what spec savers wanted to do was get an understanding and come across as a, as a really trusted source during this crazy time and what they did was they used search insights to understand the questions that real people were asking and the different themes that came up uh, throughout the pandemic 
So the examples there were, were um, PPE, but there's lots around general health. And Specsavers have obviously have authority in that area. So they actually built the care hub. So the care hub was a place on site where they created this content based on the questions people were asking. I think cool. during the period, they got five and a half million unique page views in the UK from just understanding really what customers were asking and creating content specific to it in as as real time as you can get. That's pretty smart. Yeah. In fairness, uh, when PTSD uh, aside, oh, yeah. uh, it, is, it is smart because like there, there are problems that no one, no one had really or as in the mass population had yeah. uh, b- before we were forced to, to, to wear the masks and the they've gently put in a sales yeah. piece at All the end, yeah. which I think is, is pretty genius without being insensitive uh, yeah. with, with the contact lenses. So I think that's, it's not just content for content's sake. It's, it's not, actually going yeah. to do a job for the brand and for the business, the bottom line at the end of the day. One thing yeah. it made me think about, and I never thought of this was because of the steaming up lenses. I wonder how many people switched to contact lenses during the pandemic good for point. that exact yeah. reason. Yeah. Good point. That's like going to be in a Malcolm Gladwell book. Yeah, it could be, man. <laughs> yeah, death, You're on to something. The death of sure. the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Had COVID-19. It, it, yeah. It'll actually talk about a litter problem in some some uh, specific river or something. In Malaysia. Because of yeah. extra contact lenses. And it'll tie it back then to, <laughs> to this, this Specsavers. <laughs> it's funny. You, t- well, like, you talk about the amount of... Um, data that we have free access to myself and Aaron worked on a campaign um, for Vodafone around curiosities what was that about two years ago Aaron a year ago mm. and it was literally that exact insight which was people are constantly searching what they're curious about and we had this kind of term fleeting curiosity so you know you like see something and you're like you ask Google you're like what is this yeah and what we did was we worked with Vodafone and we worked with Reach and we would analyze all the fleeting curiosity searches in Ireland over the last 24 hours and whatever the top safe one, um, we would use that then as Vodafone's curiosity live creative. And it was that exact thing. It was once you realize the power that you actually have for free through these tools, you're like, there's so much, there's such a rich territory if you know where you want to go with it. Completely. I mean, collective consciousness kind of just tapping into that. Absolutely. And I think, imagine how much you'd pay for those insights if you were getting them done via focus groups. And even as an initial stop to look before you go into that, yeah. that area, if, if, if you're curious. over here. Lots of people are searching this the last month. Exactly. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, exactly. And there's an incredible paper that came out from Google during COVID, actually, that kind of went under the radar because of all the noise that was happening. And it's called uh, Decoding Decisions, The Messy Middle. And basically they speak about there's seven modifiers that people use in search. So, so as we become more mature at searching, we use, you, you know, we become more uniformed in the way that we search yep. and we use, ter- we, we change the way we speak to search. So even things like ideas, people look for ideas on the most mundane things. So I think the study was done in, in UK, Germany, but I recreated it in Ireland. If you look at breakfast ideas, lunch ideas, dinner ideas, you know, that's there, there, there's huge growth in that in the last mm-hmm. five years. In the same way, birthdays and um, any sort of Halloween holidays, anything like that. 
And I think from a marketer's perspective, where that's really interesting for 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 us is that's a moment of influence. That that's an that's a time when someone is researching and looking for influence. And mm-hmm. what better way to, to or what a better time to get in front of someone is when they're looking for influence, you know? Um and 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 you can kind of amalgamate it in, in the correct way, you know, content is a is a is a great way of Mm-hmm. bringing people in long form and, and maybe changing their mind or, or encouraging them to do something that that's broadly in the same arena what's funny you talk about people kind of maturing as searchers yeah there's nothing worse than when you tell do you ever watch someone else search it's like when you go on someone else's phone and their app is in the wrong place yeah. and you're like what do you fuck no ask it yeah. ask it this way i know. give you it's like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. there's a podcast um there's <laughs> a podcast i watch and listen to called two bears one cave with two I love it. Tom Segura. yeah but you know when um what's his name the producer huh? is searching and the guys bert and yeah. tom are like don't type it that way ask it he goes literally speak to it like a human go what is the name of don't just search and you see when you start seeing how other people do it like someone will say to you no i couldn't find anything on google and you'll just go in and go ask it the way you want to ask it and you're like it's here it's here yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah it's it other is. people's kind of it's almost like now it, what it reminds me of is um with all this uh, chatbot stuff, the AI, and people are now selling prompts. So if you're a teacher yeah. and you want to plan a class plan, so you have to do, like, say, seven steps to get to where you want to get to, but other teachers are now selling them for, like, 20 quid. Here is the information you put into chatbot GPT to get this. Yeah. But it's Google's the same thing. You've got it's to put class, in the right yeah. prompt, you know yeah. what I mean, to get the uh, answer. We were looking at it in work the other day and we were we were just having a, a play around and like I'm so polite to the AI bot. I'm like, may I please have you know, like yeah, look, yeah. and then other people are like, give me this, you know, and it's kind of yeah. it's shocking <laughs> to see the difference in, in, in how people use it, you know. That's um yeah. that's a film idea that I've, I've i've scripted up to me and aaron uh, i have talked about is and it comes from me with alexa and being a, my son was born and i realized i talked to alexa like a fucking dog like really? alexa <laughs> does the wrong thing i'm like for fuck i said stop the timer and yeah. then i realized i was holding my son who was like under one at the time i was like oh god he might think this is okay to talk to people like yeah, this. yeah for sure so then it was like this idea around like how the next generation will speak to people who are doing things for them yeah you know what i mean and yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. no I, i'm much nicer to my alexa now once i kind of realized i was yeah. like oh i can't i can't have him speak to people like that. i know but imagine when when ali becomes smart enough and then comes to beat the shit out of you oh, for how you've spoken oh, to it over the last few years that's yeah that's where you're on list. things get real for you're you man. I'm, I'm a toxic relationship with alexa now we're better now but at yeah, night time when he's in bed though it gets bad yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sure. If uh, if people uh, aren't too traumatized by uh, a COVID related ad and they're still with us, can you promise them they're not going to get any more COVID ads? No more COVID ads. No more COVID ads. Promise. Or grand. Then then what can we expect for uh, our our second ad? So our second ad is on is from KitKat. So KitKat uh, give technology a break campaign. And I think what was great about this ad was the fact, again, it used searches, albeit this time YouTube searches, to to um, create relevancy for customers. I think all of us marketers and as people 
have seen the increase in, in, in frequency on YouTube ads mildly infuriating. I think for me, it's probably the first thing when people find out I work in advertising or digital, they say to me, are you the one putting all those YouTube ads in my face? I see the same one every night or Jesus, for, for every seven minutes, I have to watch, you know, two minutes and you kind of have to apologize on behalf of the industry when it comes to those YouTube ads. But I think KitKat just did it in an incredible way. So they created hundreds of different ads to ensure that the video was relevant to what the user was going to be watching afterwards. And again, it's it's worth noting here that it wasn't KitKat's first party data. It was platform data they used to make their ads more relevant, really simple to do. And the, the actual insights for what makes the ad relevant is free. So every single marketer listening or, or, or watching this has access to this right now. And, you know, we, we need to be better at using it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Daddy, well, let's have a look at the case study then. With 3 billion searches on YouTube every single month and millions of out-of-place ads, Seriously, who wants to watch a toothpaste commercial right before Billy's new song? KitKat decided everyone needed a break here, YouTube and the viewers. To bring this to life, we pinpointed the most searched topics in the region and created pre-roll ads that for the very first time were relevant to the content that followed. And who better to star in them than Mr. YouTube himself, taking a well-deserved break. Oh man, I love this video. Hang on, I'll pay for you after my With the launch of 50 ads in three different languages, each matched to trending keywords, viewers saw Mr. YouTube promising to play their videos after his break. Whether it was Premier League highlights, sport videos, love them, or a five minute makeup tutorial, he had them covered. This makeup tutorial is on fleek. Coming up right after my break. And so, with these data-driven, tailor-made ads, KitKat proved that a great break is truly unskippable. It's clever. Yeah, it's really nice. I've not actually seen that before or heard of it. No. Very cool. Mm. I've seen you laugh, Shane, at how they pronounced Premier League. Yeah, I was I like, saw your face, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing they got wrong in this whole thing. Yeah, um, the Premier League. I hate it. I hate when I'm watching. I end up on a Bleacher Report something, and they're talking about yeah. the MLS or and they call it Premier League. I'm like, lads, that's worse. I don't yeah. the football soccer thing. I don't give a shit about because we have Gaelic football. So yeah, fair. Um, but the Premier, I'm like, come on. It was in me and our region, so it's it's we can forgive them slightly. Oh uh, yeah, no, I forgive yeah. them, but just it'll always give me the ick. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think I, I think speaking of the ick, it's it's exactly what people are getting from YouTube ads, and I think mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like that's the, like as a user, how how do you find YouTube ads? Well, I had a theory on this, and I said it before in the podcast, and I I still think think it's whole true that I think there there's a dual strategy going on by YouTube slash Google that they want to open up the floodgate they have opened up the floodgates let's be mm-hmm. honest yeah. in terms of, of of the ads and mid-roll ads and i think they're happy to do that to take in as much of the cash but also they've opened up the other side which is the youtube premium to yeah. try and because of that annoyance that it will convert more people to a subscription model that's what i think they're. i think they're trying to annoy people from the freemium version into the premium version yeah and move the revenue coming from ads to two subs that's my thought on it yeah and it's so annoying 
it's going to start working. But like, there's also too, a bit of this, and kind of said this, like the, the the content creator is placing those ad breaks as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going. I'm. They're opening their channel to mid roll, pre roll. Like, yeah. um, my brother's a YouTuber, and like, I talked to him about it. Um, it's there's there's I don't know. I think there's a few there's a few different elements in it. Um, but what you're right about the annoyance, and we talked about this on a previous episode. What's killing me at the minute is me putting on fucking ping pong or coco melon on youtube for my son on the tv yeah now when that's playing there is no adult watching that screen so yeah, there shouldn't yeah. be a colgate ad no there shouldn't be like yeah, smiths. yeah there should be smith smith should be all over those fucking impressions yeah, yeah. right but like when you see it, an insurance ad comes up and i'm like guys because my son now he shouts skip the ad data he like he screams in, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he screams, get the ad. That's <laughs> uh, stark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, there shouldn't be like, because if it's a Smith's ad, he wouldn't ask you to skip it. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, what's that? What is that? I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just like, lads, the wasted impression. I was like, this, no grown up is watching this, and you're paying. Like, I know. Uh, and if a kid can't skip it, it's gonna play the whole way through, and you'll be charged. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I know. It's, so it's nuts. Stupid. I think from the conversations that I hear, I just think it's interesting that we speak about, you know, how YouTube ads work for advertisers. We speak about how it works for creators. But the smallest voice when it comes to YouTube for some reason, and it's different than our channels, is the experience itself. Yeah. You know, we, mm. we watch TV and you're watching something for an hour. And, you know, I almost said historically for watching TV, but you know how it is. Um we have we we know there's gonna be four ads and you kind of expect or sorry four breaks four ads yeah, i should yeah. say you expect and it every 15 you minutes. expect it and it's fine it's worth it for the content that you're watching you know like you might that's that's the contract that you've given exactly yeah so there's a value exchange that's understood from every side but when you watch something on youtube it might only be a four minute video and you're getting like what percentage of ads do I need to watch to watch four minutes of video? Which in some instances I'm gonna to skip to the to the yeah. point I want in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you want? Know I I think there's a bit of the frustration with YouTube is the fact that when your TV, you know that the content isn't playing until the station decides to broadcast yeah. it because that's what they've laid down. Whereas with YouTube, you know it's there, you know it's right there, and someone's deliberately just stopping you randomly because For sure. some sort of digital program told you to put an ad there yeah whereas you know what you know it's on demand but it's not on demand because it's wait for fucking ad. i know it's, whereas it, with, with telly it's like oh, it's, it's wait for the ads it's it's, it's exactly that and i think that's what kitkat done so well here i mean they just used customer data to understand relevancy to understand that problem number one that there, there is no relevancy and then to to build out um relevancy is, is is incredible you know like it, it's such an easy yeah. thing to do and i think we can often fall in the trap as well of launching a tvc up on youtube oh. and running it it's killer killer no right. one wants to see the tv ads on, on youtube it's already, desperate like, like if they're watching youtube the likelihood is they don't watch that much tv so your fucking yeah. tvc is not designed for like, it's not there it's not no. fit for purpose like it's like yeah. um but you said like a bit in re relevancy what's really interesting there's proof it's it's there's so many shit YouTube ads because when someone does something halfway respectful of the audience, 
it yeah. wins a fucking award. That's so like, exactly it. Like, you like know? if you look at we we were when we had um, Manuel on, we were talking about the Geico ad, which is like it's yeah. so short you can't skip it. But they're giving us more content. Exactly. And you're like, yeah. that's what YouTube people want. They want more free content they can talk about. They're here for content. And like, even if you remember a really old ad from like 2009, 2010, which was I think was like the first proper interactive YouTube ad was a Tipex ad. Where you could yes. change. Remember, it was like the bear, and yeah. you put in whatever you wanted, and they'd have a response to it. They gave us more content, and like same with that Kit Kat one. Now, well, they're just they're intriguing you because of the relevancy. Yeah, and that only makes sense because we're all so used to seeing such shit stuff that are not relevant. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. that's our industry, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. Work. I know. Yeah. It depresses so me. <laughs> if everyone could just stop doing that, we would yeah. or start doing it like Kat, We'd stop having to apologize to randomers who find out that we're yeah. we work in the industry. <laughs> like it's shocking. Yeah, I do. I do. I do love. Um, multi uh tweaked ads that's a terrible way of expressing it but as that are relevant and like a full suite of them i do always pity the producer who was looking after herding all those cats i'd say the excels they had Uh, yeah uh in terms of draft numbers even the because they obviously they would have shot that on green screen and filled in the background with the tvs and stuff yes afterwards but even just all those need their own you know there's probably a, what what like six or seven screens across five screens yeah, down. Yeah. that's about 40 50 images behind each one multiply that by 50 contextual videos it's a lot like, that's yeah. a, that video has a competitor a in it media. we got to take it out or we can't yeah. show that l'oreal brand like, yeah, oh, yeah. And it's, number all 100. those bits are are definitely stock images that Paid they bought for. the rights for to yeah. include in it. As well. Yeah, so like no, I'm, there's I'm, a lot in that for, Aaron, for short, snappy ads. There's a lot of work. Aaron, in those. you're the only person who would feel for a fucking producer. Yeah, because you I, are. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I zoned out while you were talking. Yeah, it's like just do play the note, producer. Buy the yeah. fucking ad, okay? It's a case study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, detail. <laughs> yeah, get over it. Yeah, fair enough. I'll get over. Now that, that that's a really good campaign, Jer. Yeah, uh, cool. In fairness, uh, that that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, it's nice to get another good example of using YouTube, right? Mm, yeah. Um, because they're 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 fucking few, few and far between. Uh, yeah. God, God bless us. Um, yeah. so what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna round out this? Uh, what's your swan? I'll round out with Gorillas. So Gorillas is a German-based brand um, who are launching in the UK around grocery delivery. Mm-hmm. So they they say they can deliver everyday items, you know, in, in the space of 10 minutes. So the reason I chose this one, it's a little bit broader than the first two that we looked at. It incorporates digital out of home and a, a much bigger launch campaign. And again, it goes back to use of customer data Again, it's search, but we've talked about, you know, um, relevancy and we've talked about um, personalization. And I think, you know, in the same way, digital out of home and, and, and bigger channels, it's often almost like an impossible thought to think, well, we don't have customer data or how can we connect it all? Mm-hmm. And what's really important here is customer data doesn't have to be yours. It can be an insight taken from your customers on other platforms. And that's what brings in personalization. Personalization doesn't have to be one-to-one um, per se. And that's the way we often think about it. And then what ends up happening is 
there's so much red tape. You know, you go back to your doing a broad thing. The reality of it is there are steps that you can take. And again, um, this one's based on on, on search insight. Brilliant. Well, cool. Let's have a quick look. London loves acid. Pints. Poppers. Hitting a bottle. Big buns. Milking it. Getting smashed. Double dipping. A bit of grime. A flow. Getting wet. But the grocery London loves most is bananas. Literally. You order absolutely loads of them. Weirdos. Gorillas. Whatever London wants. Oh, yeah it's good though yeah. it's good i like yeah. i like the bravery in that i like the like some of them i'm like whoa because if you yeah, close your eyes there, watershed and all that like, you know? yeah that's uh like poppers and acid and like yeah that's like getting smashed speak about yeah acid yeah. etc in their in their ads and, and the actual the art direction and the framing is is very impressive as well yeah, like yeah. with every single shot i could see the screen with the opacity on it them shaping it up it's class it's really cool yeah very different i think what what's great about it is it is their own data it's it's a mixture of their own data and, and search data but mm -hmm. none of it is ppi so none of it is is someone's data it, it's broadly yeah. speaking like there's no legal ramifications of knowing what your customers buy mm -hmm. there's no legal ramifications of, of saying what your top product is but it does make it a little bit more personal. And the fact that they're they're speaking to London and it's a London-based campaign, I think is awesome. And so it's kind of interesting, right? Like, I don't know, bananas will be the most bought thing on a, you know, a, a convenience delivery app. Mm. Like, yeah, no, it's really weird. Like, it's the type of thing, actually, I feel like I want to watch a couple of times. Yeah, like, me too. There's yeah, more actually, layers yeah. in it. There's so many layers. I'm literally just going through it like... Uh rough frame by frame uh, paused on YouTube and there is so many that you don't see like joined up frames like the man in the shower the banana scene they're positioned as his two legs yeah when yeah you actually, when you actually pause it like there's yeah. there's and there's, I was gonna say so I guarantee you the original idea was for that to look like his nether regions with two I, 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 I bet you, yeah, I bet you yeah, anything yeah. considering his acid and big buns and yeah, I get, yeah. bet you and the fact that he's naked like that I bet you they were like and then we're going to do this and maybe the little give with the brand was like or maybe the advertising authority were like mm, okay we do two legs because like yeah. that would be the joke there like, yeah <laughs> but I think yeah it's it's subtle enough that we all know what they they were going with initially yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, but some of these stuff. work so well yeah some of them work just 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 beautifully you could see these as out of home as well yeah for sure like on a, on a 48 yeah, yeah. Or something like that it'd be deadly yeah and I mean like this was based on 12 months worth of their customer data in London so even the ones like the pints I thought was awesome like mm. it's the pint of ice cream that they're speaking about but the way they've they've scripted it all together it just comes together so well um, yeah. and it, it's definitely standout and that's the because i don't know why it makes it more interesting that it's 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 an area it's it's it feels personalized somewhat mm. you know um and i think that's where brand we don't have to be personalized one-on-one -on -one, you know personalization at some sort of scale like this using a broader set of insights is is, is a great way to stand out you're speaking to a clan essentially and yeah that's that the clan is 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 londoners and I, like nike did that brilliantly with 
nothing beats a Londoner yeah. a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah, that's like a fabulous that, piece of work. Awesome. That br- brilliant campaign, but that was that was like uh, talking to Londoners. This yeah. is talking to Londoners. It, like it's treated like its own nation almost when it comes Completely. to these guys. And it works really well because people can get get on board with it. There's so many brands that speak about like wanting to get into community and you know, like how the how to to people work in packs like within their community and they make decisions as community and it's just such a nice way of of being part of it i mean like the gorillas is a german brand as far as i know um but it doesn't you wouldn't feel it from that it's 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 localized in a great way you know and i feel like that's probably so as you talk about that how you get into a community how that um the night london is it's because it's authentic you can feel exactly. like people who created yeah. that that's a great point are from yeah. london right yeah. so they made something for them this because the app is all user based they didn't try and hide they didn't try and force on london what they wanted them to order yeah right what they have done which is really interesting when you go through a frame by frame they show all the brands so in the one with the kid, you can see two Pampers nappies because they definitely sell Pampers nappies. Yeah, very true. You see in McVitie's digestive, but it's not like in your face. Same like they have spread, they have croissants. Like every frame, like there's eggs, like they're showing, Not we, we do what we talk about, but as well, if you're in any of these situations, like the one with the champagne, the ice cream that the pregnant woman have is also in the champagne one. So as in like, it's not just awesome. for nights in, it's yeah, also yeah. if you have loads of people coming around, like they've, and actually, they've do you know what? subliminally just hid loads the, of stuff. On that point, they have awesome. the same brand as she's eating, yeah. but they also have a tub of Ben and Jerry's beside it. Yeah. So they're showing there's well, a range. Yeah, God, there is layers. <laughs> I've yeah. only looked at okay, this from my yeah. non-creative <laughs> perspective, you know, like you guys are blown my mind. And like even Radox in the shower scene, there's a bottle of Radox facing out towards Incredible. the camera. Like that's to show, oh yeah, they have Radox. So if I'm in the shower, if I'm looking for fruit, if I'm going for a party, if I'm by myself, it's a night in, if I'm painting, that's the other one, the tea one, they're decorating. Unbelievable. So it's like, if you're and busy you know, decorating, you don't need to go get, like it's it's great. It's really cool. Ad. And what, what actually makes it really obvious is that frame six, frame 16, when your one is um, sneezing, it, it actually shows the uh it's, i think it's anodine the tablets uh yeah. but they have that like pitched up a little bit yeah, so it's yeah. angled towards the camera yeah it's 15 uh, seconds so you can awesome. see that it's yeah. a branded piece yeah and there's a lemon from the first shot <laughs> God, <laughs> geez, the more you look at it the the, the more cohesive oh, no, the whole thing gets work. like yeah there's a lot of work gone into that like every yeah. single because there's such little action in every scene they, they've dressed and there's no camera movement yeah. they've dressed it like a picture to perfection yeah. and you can see it you there's, can see the work like it's it's impressive a lot of production design gone so that's that. by um, an off a company that's an offshoot of mother in london which is it uh, it sounds like the or is how it's written but it's t-h-e capital o or i'm not sure but yeah, this is yeah. they, their debut work are you um, serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but like it's what a class. way London yeah. loves acid. What a way to debut your work. The first sentence in your day. Like, that's imagine that's the radio ad. bold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think what, what's incredible is like this went out on TV, our home radio. Like this isn't the digital campaign. Yeah. This is the digital element of the campaign. Um, so, you know, a lot of times and like you guys will notice as, as well as I do, digital insights are often seen as like 
the nerds like the IT crowd nearly you know like like we're kept in the basement and you know like something in search isn't big enough or it's not cool enough but the reality of it is that's only if you apply it to digital channels sometimes the insight itself or the data behind it the customer data can be used across everything mm-hmm. and yeah. if you were to go into like it's a CMO and say listen I've got a set of keys that opens a door to exactly how our customers speak and what they're asking about our brand. Do you want to use that information or not? They'd always take it. You go in and say, hey, there's this thing called PPC and I know you've seen it on plans over the last 10 years and I know you don't, you might not necessarily get it as a channel. They're, yeah. they're already asleep, you know, before you get to, to explain the benefit. And what you're talking about there, Jerry, that's like, not to put my Ritz and half back on again, but like, that's the literally the number one step before you do any other marketing step is market orientation and that's that's marketing orientation understanding how people are talking about this topic this issue this brand uh, it's it's actually tapping into what is actually the the consumer sentiment before you start researching that in more more depth so like it's it's fundamental really what you're talking about i just don't get why at the beginning of every origination stage for a plan or whatever it might be that people don't use a free tool that shows them what people are searching that their potential and prospective customers are searching i think the psychology of people is really what does it like we're humans we're flawed fear most people are afraid of things they don't understand a lot of cm like cmos could be in the industry 30 years and not have not know yeah. about this and i know they're like they're getting through their day without having to expose their lack of knowledge like they yeah. go fast like if you think of like when 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 i remember when i started in MediaWorks on digital in 2013 like aaron was the head of digital who'd never trafficked digital and we were only digital because we were young <laughs> be so a like, or something like <laughs> yeah but do, do you know what i mean like so yeah, yeah. Like used, you're young this is google facts. yeah you know what i mean um we used to do, put our orders in with, with facts you had to do it get a, a faxed io uh, to confirm that a uh, uh, campaign was 100 percent booked in and then the other thing is they're selling into other stakeholders who are yeah. potentially older than them who yeah. might see the 48 sheet beside their dart stop but don't know about PPC. And yeah, if they don't it. get buy in, so like one, you're starting from the wrong place. You know what I mean? 100%. Like as yeah. uh, efficiency, but they're just trying to get through their week. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they're like, yeah. we need to be in the late, late show. The CEO of our company watches the late, late show. It's like, who gives a fuck? Do you know oh, the know. price of that spot? <laughs> like, I think, I think you've nailed it on the head. Like maybe we take for granted that no being digital natives and it's it's the manner like digital is growing up you know like it it really is but we need to mature about how we speak about our tools it's always been this shiny new thing and i think we've hid behind attributions and cookies and and all of these Mm -hmm. things how many acronyms does a digital person use in a day oh god it's no other channel speaks like that no other channel like we were able to hide because we were it, doing something they didn't know how to do. We were able to be like, no, that's not how it works. Even though Yeah, we were, attribution, like, last click. We were able to hide with bullshit. Yeah. But there's maybe a, a leveling that needs to happen. There is. Both, both kind of sets of generations to be like, okay, we all know what this is now and how we need to use it. Yeah. Like, can we talk honestly? I don't know how this works. <laughs> that's, I mean, wouldn't that be such a win? Uh, and I think the company like, would do so well. A campaign, uh, like uh, any anything would do well from that type of open. And how much more 
combined would campaigns be? Do you know, there's, there's still that offline digital divide. There really is. Mm. So if you spoke the same language, how much further and, and better your campaigns would perform. And I think what we're really going to see with the campaigns like the, the ones that I've done you today is we've always had like ROI attribution cookies, like I said, to fall back on. Whereas ne- in the next couple of months, like next year for sure, we're going to have to go back and look at creative as being the number one way to perform, not targeting. Yeah. Which, like, let's mm. face it, that's what it always was. Yeah. We just had a lot of tools and platforms to tell us otherwise that, you know, and, and like it was, it was awesome. It was shiny. But I think everyone who worked in digital and performance had that voice in the back of their head. Like, hey, are we targeting people that are going to buy anyway? Like, yeah. what's incremental here? Like, what's real? And like, I, I, I just think it's an amazing thing for digital media and marketing as a whole that we can't hide behind mostly non- nonsense acronyms anymore. Yeah. Creative testing and 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 being more mature in the way we speak, using customer data, becoming more personalized, being more relevant mm-hmm. is what's going to be key. The relevancy and personalization in creative is going to be more important than targeting, which is huge. Yeah, yeah you know? because it is a form of targeting. It's so a like, form of targeting. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. That. And like, what I yeah. think is interesting, and I always remember this, like as a media. Well, I don't know if I was ever really, really media, but like, hey, it was yeah. um, in the traditional sense. I wanted to talk to the creative agency because it could be like, you know, we have this format, and they yeah. don't know half the time. They don't like there's there's no crossover. There they're, isn't. They're that. like they're making their TVC because they know what TV is, and you're like, yeah, but what about this? What about this? What about this? We could do this, this, this. Like they should be far more aligned and everyone should be like open and being like, okay, we would like to do this launch wise. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. It's everything's so siloed. And I think we're it's, moving towards a position where less is going to be siloed. because it It's great. Be. It's great. And as well, like not to get into that world, but with AI and stuff coming in, mm-hmm. what level, like not, you know, like when we're targeting and optimizing, yeah, we don't need AI, to do we can't be AI. Like, no. you know, like unless you're logged in 24-7, which no one is, to look at how you're trading, uh, you know, on, on, on a minute-by-minute basis. What happens when attribution is gone and AI or even advanced machine learning takes over how we optimize? Like, what do digital people do at that point? Like, how, how different will our day look? They, and they, what, all they do then is report to their clients what the AI did. That's, yeah, that's so I think I, do you know what I think it's a it's a fantastic opportunity to be now speaking about relevancy and mm-hmm. and as digital people sitting at a different table that's much more strategic. Yeah. You know, it like Agreed. like we should be involved at a much much higher level than than maybe what we have been over the last ten years or so. Completely, because AI, you were dead right. Like the, everyone's looking at what type of jobs are going to be made obsolete by AI. Digital optimization, gone. Yeah, like gone. It's going. It's going out the window. Like there's no and, way. There's no way it can't. I mean, I read it, it something the other day. It's like AI isn't going to take our jobs per se. It's going to take the boring bits of our jobs or the menial bits, and like yeah. that's an opportunity. We can go do stuff that matters. We can go think broader, come up with better campaigns instead of really heavily targeted you know like like performance isn't based on targeting performance great creative first the right audience relevancy etc and and like on that same kind of vein was oh is ai going to take my job no the person using ai is 
because Not, as you said yeah, yeah, yeah. like i know i was only saying to someone it was like i now can write a summary about something and tell ai to make it 100 words because that's what i need it's like having an assistant that's so it speeds amazing. me up. I don't have to waste time on that. It's not doing anything original. It's just fucking spell checking and doing yeah, what I ask awesome. it to do. Yeah. So I saved an hour. You know, it's like stuff like that. It's like we should be embracing this now and trying to figure out how we can use it to make sure. us better at what we do as opposed to being afraid of it for it making us obsolete. Exactly that. Big yeah. opportunity. Yeah, definitely agree. I completely agree. Well, on on that uh, that not scary or it's not uh, scary. Yeah, it's it, awesome. It's man. Do you know what you know what it felt like? It felt like 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 in a confessional booth. Like we just blew the lid on yeah over the last while. No, honestly, I love conversations like that because the more open and honest conversations we have about what's going on, what what the future looks like, the better. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just gets on 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 the same boat rowing the same direction and make better campaigns that's all we want featured on this podcast um jared they were brilliant uh really nice take really nice team Mm. throughout with with, with data and customer experience so uh fair play uh some great ads really like that gorilla one in in particular awesome yeah Yeah. that was that that was deadly jared thank you so much uh for coming on the podcast actually we should probably end on it was i not the one of the first people to send you some fan mail you were actually that's a that's a that's a bit really starstruck lads as well before you you turn it on me and, and get me all embarrassed about my shout outs you guys should be embarrassed as we end this uh, yeah so in fairness in fairness to Jer, Jer was one of the first uh uh sent us a linkedin just uh saying uh he likes likes the podcast and, and a good shout out so it was, it was very nice encouragement in the very yeah. early days so it kept us going we wouldn't be here without you Jer. exactly yeah. so, yeah. so anyone else on me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i like your tactics <laughs> anyone else who's listening and watching send us more messages yeah do that yeah, you know yeah. you might get on the podcast if you send us a message just so yeah. i'm saying yeah. you know, later, I mean, yeah. there'll be an exchange of our ego and your exposure like that's yeah. how this will work yeah. <laughs> well, we're, all, we're all for that value exchange all, 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 all for that uh Oh, that's brilliant. That's uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this week's episode. If you were uh, listening uh, and want to see some of the the great ads there that you're brought, uh, go to workwithfo.de forward slash podcast, and you can watch the the full version there. Uh, and like, subscribe, and do all that good stuff uh, wherever you are listening to it. But until next week, uh, we will uh, leave it there. So, slang the fold.